2016, I was 264, um, came across a picture of myself, and I was petrified. So I was like, okay, I need to fix myself. I need to do something. So I'm a mother of four, so I was like, I have to do better. Um, I think I started walking for like the first six weeks. I hadn't discovered veganism yet, and I think I lost about maybe like 50 pounds in six weeks. Well, I was on YouTube one night, and I came across a young lady, um, Sweet Potato Soul. Yeah. I love her. Um, I came across her, and she was talking about veganism, and it really wasn't even about weight loss. It was just about how, like, cruelty. It was so many things. So after I watched her YouTube, I kind of binge watched it. I watched, um, what is it, Cowspiracy? Uh, yeah, I watched that. So I'm like, okay. I had already been vegetarian two years prior. So I was like, why not? It's good for me. It's good for the animals. It's good for, let's, let's try it. Well, I literally went cold turkey. So the next day I told, at the time, my, my husband, I'm not eating no more meat. You can eat all the meat in the house. I don't want it. He was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, nothing. I don't want the meat. So I actually started off by just, I think for like three months, I think I eat kale, mushrooms, and chickpeas every day. <laughs> wow. Good choices. <laughs> right. I just, I mean, it was stuff that I like. I didn't know what to do. I, I, was, I didn't know. So um, I ate like that for about a year. Um, I ended up losing about 120 pounds. So by 2017, 18, I weighed 149 pounds. Wow. That was my smallest, 149. So, um, yeah, it, 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 was, it got easier as the time went. I'm Jackie Reed, Emmy Award-winning journalist, longtime TV and radio host, and vegan. I created this podcast to give you tips on how easy, delicious, inexpensive, healthy, and fun eating vegan can be. We'll also talk wellness and just how we can make the world a better place. This is the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. Hey everybody, welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast and our Veganuary series, which is focused on fitness while eating vegan. Now, this week, my special guest is Corsica Grice. Corey is a fitness trainer, and in this episode, we talk about losing weight and fat while on a plant-based diet. Now, Corey goes into great detail about getting in those beneficial calories and nutrients while losing weight. Her own weight, lo weight loss journey she's going to talk about, which is you do not want to miss that, and tips on what you can do to work out if you cannot get to the gym. We got a lot to talk about in this episode, so let's get to it. Welcome to the Vegan Sexy Cool Podcast. I'm so excited to have you on because this month, I really wanted to talk to fitness professionals in the vegan space who, who are vegans so that you can speak to people who are eating that way about fitness. You right. know what I mean? Um, so really an important thing. Let me start with, we are still in the midst of this pandemic. How are you doing? I, I feel great. Elderberry is my best friend in CMOS. Okay. See, see, I, I did, I never even knew of these things until I became vegan and really started leaning into 
different type, you know, reading more labels and really paying attention to ingredients. For those who don't know, start off with that. Talk about the benefits of elderberry and sea moss, if you could. So the elderberry, the natural herb, actually helps boost our immune system. So it's a natural uh, anti-inflammatory, um, anti-fungal bacteria. It does it all on its own. And then in the sea moss, I mean, it's the same thing. It has most of the minerals our body requires on a daily basis. So it's like taking five multivitamins once a day. Yeah. And it's natural. There's no adhesive or no starches to bind it. It's, it's just a natural supplement. So I take it like three times a day. CMOS? Yes. How do you Breakfast, take it? Breakfast, lunch, and dinner. Do you take it in a pill? Do you take it in a pack? Like, how do you take your CMOS? Actually, taken in a gel um, form. I make it myself, so I get it. I buy the the sea moss um, directly from a trusted source, um, and then I boil it and and freeze it and everything, so it can be clean. Um, but I just take in the morning a tablespoon, at lunch I put it into my protein shake, and then at dinner I just take another tablespoon. Gotta get on the sea moss. My, you know, my boyfriend leans a lot into Eastern medicine and herbs and things like that. So he, you know, he was he was having a jar. He would do the process with the sea moss, whatever he was doing, and it would be like this gel and in a jar. And you know, we would put it in our smoothies in the morning. But I never thought about taking it beyond that, and I've never really leaned into. I know it's good for me. <laughs> You know what I mean? But right. I didn't really d dive into the research. Um, but that's interesting that you take it three days a week. Um, I mean, it's good for everything. Hair, skin, nails. I mean, I wash my hair with it once a month. I've washed my face with it as well. Yeah. How do you do that? You just put it in the shampoo or what do you do? No, so, yeah, so I'll just take my shampoo, put it in my hand, add like a couple of spoons and rub it and get nice and good. It's good, great for dandruff. It's just, I mean... Corey, don't let me have you come back on this podcast and talk about beauty tricks, too. Come I on know now. some. I worked for Sephora for three years, so I know all the... <laughs> so, love yeah. That. I love that. Okay, so we started off talking a little bit about nutrition, but let's talk about the main reason I wanted to have you on um, is to talk about eating vegan and losing weight, right? A lot. Right. It's January. A lot of people are focused on getting their bodies better, um, and weight loss is a big thing for so many people, particularly after, and we're in the middle of, but after pretty much, you know, live, living several months in a pandemic and, you know, racial awakening across the country, there's been a lot of anxiety and depression and people are just hanging on, um, right. you know, and so they kind of put their health, uh, their fitness health on, a, on the back burner. So we want to kind of help people who are ready for that to reclaim it and get back on that mission. So if you are eating vegan and you want to lose weight, what's your, what's your best piece of advice for people that are trying to, that, that are, a lot of people worry, um, Corey, I don't, I'm not going to get enough protein. I don't know what to eat. Should their eating habits be very different if you're eating vegan and trying to lose weight? Um, yes. Um, May reason, because when most people go vegan, we up our carb intake um, and we start to uh, consume more carbs than we naturally need uh -huh. just because we're, we don't understand uh, the grouping of certain foods that give us complete proteins. So we end, we end up boosting our carbohydrate intake. So my biggest 
advice is to go about vegan eating no different than any other eating. It's balanced. You have to have your protein, your carbs, your healthy fats. Um, it, it has to go hand in hand. And I think sometimes it's when you transition, you overthink it. Every, the overthinking of, oh, I'm not going to get enough protein. When everything has protein in it, bread has protein in it. I mean, most of 90% of your vegetables have protein in it. Carbohydrates have tons. Um, so key is to not overthink um, being vegan, to actually underthink the whole process. So yeah. if you know before you, when you're eating meat, you, let's say you get six ounces of chicken, you know how much protein is in that. Well, there's no difference if you took two cups of lentils and then mushrooms, you're going to get the same protein balance as a piece of chicken. Right, right. Um, what about people who don't are, are concerned about getting enough calories? I know early on, I could not wrap my head around the whole calorie thing, right? I was like, well, I'm eating vegan now. I can eat whatever I want, right? Because, and that is not the case. <laughs> that is not the case. How about making sure, though, that you're getting the right, that you're getting enough calories, that you are eating enough? Well, my, I don't, I mean... It, it may be complicated for some people, but my fitness pal in the beginning, vegan or non-vegan, mm. I think it works great as far as weight gain and loss or maintenance. Because sometimes us as people, we don't realize what, we, what we're consuming. Um, yeah. You can go get a fresh pressed juice and not realize that you're consuming 46 grams of sugar. We don't, we don't, we don't, we don't see it as that. We just see it. Oh, it's natural. So it's good for me, but especially, yes. So just making sure that we remember that just because it's vegan, that it necessarily doesn't mean health. Yeah. Um, And that making sure that we don't, I'm trying to put it in the right words and not sound like it's super easy because it's really not super yeah. easy, but it is. <laughs> it is, but it isn't. I'm um, with you. Yeah. So, yeah, just making sure that we download the app. <laughs> it's really simple. Yeah. Until you understand how to eat, it'll help you. Yeah. yeah. Do you think that if someone is just starting, let's say this month, they're starting their, their um, journey with eating vegan, can they simultaneously focus on losing weight and, and you know what I mean, and, and getting those extra pounds off? Or would you advise someone just wrap your head around what it means to eat vegan and then get to the fitness part later? Honestly, wrap your head around what it is to eat vegan. There's no steroids or antibiotics that is going to make you hold on to weight. Your body's going to consume a more natural source. It's, it's going to lose weight on its own. Yeah. The problem becomes when your body adapts to being vegan and then you're overeating and not realizing it. That's because it has, has adapted already. So just making sure we go into it with the mindset of, I'm going to eat vegan. I'm not going to cheat. I'm going to, this is what I'm going to do. No dairy, no animal-based, nothing. You're going to lose the weight. Yeah, yeah. So don't focus on the weight loss specifically until you understand of the, how to get all of your macronutrients in a meal. Then you worry about weight loss. And what do you say as someone in the fitness world about 
the uh, Impossible Burgers, the Beyond Burgers, the uh, processed meats that are out there that are really there to entice people that are not being in the, you know, come on over, you can enjoy the same flavors and things like that. How do you feel like that? Uh, what do you say about those products for someone who is trying to lose weight? It's great as substitutes when you're first transitioning into veganism. Um, but I don't want it to become a clutch because, again, anything processed is going to be higher in sodium. I mean, naturally, one piece of meat doesn't have 20 grams of protein, and that's what a vegan sausage or burger has. I get we want protein, but just being mindful, like, it's like a piece of cake or chips once a week, twice a week. Um, maybe finding a healthy source um, that may be a little cleaner when you start to look for your faux meat. I don't have an issue with faux meat. I feel like they help to slide you into veganism. And then, you know, we find podcasts like yours and we have chefs on there that we can go look and, and download recipes. But, you know, you have, you have options. is reaching out to people in your community that's going to help as well um, so that you can know the things to eat. Support is going to be important when you start to transition. So YouTube, Instagram, um, anywhere you can find a, a, a vegan person you can look up to and look at what, what they eat and what they may not eat, I feel like will help decide. Because, I mean, I had a Beyond Bur Burger like three days ago, but that was because I went out to eat with friends and either I was going to get butter on my broccoli. I, I wanted to, one of the reasons, one of the many reasons I wanted to talk to you is because I love your journey. Um, Thank you. And so I want to start off, I, I want to, you know, before we give like really dig into the fitness tips, I want you to tell everybody about your weight loss journey, your story. So let's start with that. So, um, yeah, so 2016, I was 264, um, came across a picture of myself and I was petrified. So I was like, okay, I need to fix myself. I need to do something. So I'm a mother of four. So I was like, I have to do better. Um, I think I started walking for like the first six weeks. I hadn't discovered veganism yet. And I think I lost about maybe like 50 pounds in six weeks. Well, I was on YouTube one night and I came across a young lady, um, Sweet Potato Soul. Yeah. I love her. Um, I came across her and she was talking about veganism. And it really wasn't even about weight loss. It was just about how, like, cruelty. It was so many things. So after I watched her YouTube, I kind of binge watched it. I watched, um, what is it, Cowspiracy? Uh, yeah, I watched that. So I'm like, okay. I had already been vegetarian two years prior. So I was like, why not? It's good for me. It's good for the animals. It's good for, let's, let's try it. Well, I literally went cold turkey. So the next day I told, at the time, my, my husband, I'm not eating no more meat. You can eat all the meat in the house. I don't want it. He was like, what's wrong with you? I was like, nothing. I don't want the meat. So I actually started off by just, I think for like three months, I think I eat kale, mushrooms, and chickpeas every day. <laughs> wow. Good choices. <laughs> right. I just, I mean, it was stuff that I like. I didn't know what to do. I, I, I didn't know. So um, I ate like that. For about a year, um, I ended up losing about 120 pounds. So by 2000, and 
17, 18, I weighed 149 pounds. Wow. That was my smallest, 149. So, um, yeah, it, 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 was, it got easier as the time went. So the weight just fell off once I figured out how to eat. And at the time, I wasn't lifting weights or anything. I was just walking and eating clean, whole foods, vegan food. Not, I didn't even know nothing about faux meat at the time. Yeah, yeah. So um, it, it fell off like water fell off. I, I never, I've tried to lose weight multiple times in my life. I've been overweight 90% of my life. I was a fat baby. I was an overweight teenager. I was an overweight young adult. Um, and I, th- I was 25, 26 when I decided to do, to become vegan. So, I mean, it changed my life. No more high blood pressure, borderline diabetic. Um, more energy. I can do more things. So I, I tell people veganism saved my life. That veganism is my weight loss journey. Without understanding food, because that's what veganism teaches you, I wouldn't be the trainer that I am now. I wouldn't be in the body that I have now. I wouldn't be the woman that I am. I mean, it, it's more than just food. It's spiritual for me as well. So Yes, that's my weight loss story. Like, <laughs> I love that story. I love it so much. I really do. So, okay. So let's get in the gym, Corey. Yes. <laughs> let's start. I, I, I want to attack this um, in, in two ways, this question. Okay. okay. If, if you are, if you're obese, right? If mm-hmm. you're over, you know, whatever you consider what you're supposed to be medically, you know, whatever weight you're supposed to be, if you are well over that, um, how do you start losing the weight if you are, let's say, um, morbidly obese, like really, really heavy? Um, first things first, again, it's going to be food, understanding how not to overeat. Um, and then secondly, will be not to try to go in and do what everyone else is doing. Um, sometimes basically walking can really change a lot just getting moving more than your normal so if you do if you're already overweight and you walk a a good amount through your job or whatever it is you have to increase whatever that is mm-hmm. but without straining your body um i always get a trainer or at least talk to somebody in the industry but if that's not something you want to do like me i didn't i didn't i wasn't looking for a trainer i just walked it was easy and i made it i feel like this Walk outside and not at the gym. Listen to why I say it. If you're overweight, if you're morbidly obese or overweight, if you walk one way, you have to walk the other way back. Mm. You have no other choice. So now you've increased one mile into two miles. So if you walk two miles one way, now you go back the opposite way. Now you went from two miles to four miles. Small little things and not trying to run before you walk yeah yeah okay um and now if someone uh wants to lose the weight they're obese but they're not morbidly obese you know maybe they're 50 pounds over 50 you know 50 to 100 pounds over what they're supposed to be um that then that's when you incorporate some strength training um because sometimes when you're morbidly obese you don't have the ability to move for long periods of time um but now you incorporate maybe some stairs, 
So you use the Stairmaster because it's a little bit more um, higher intensity. Or you try to jog and you jog for one minute and take 30 seconds off. Um, because the ability that your joints have and your muscles have are a lot better than someone who has about 200 pounds on them extra or 150 like that. It's not used to moving like that. It's not going to move like that overnight. Um, and a person who has less amount of body fat on them, they have the ability to move a little bit more. So I would just suggest making sure that at that point when you're just a little overweight to incorporate a little bit more higher intensity. Um, and again, still eating fairly clean. The kitchen is the, I'm secondary. Coming to me in a gym is secondary. Yeah. What you eat is primary. And I want to come back to that because I want to ask you about making that switch to becoming a vegan with a partner that maybe I don't know the whole story was not, you know, because a lot of people, you know, they want to make the switch, but if you're the main one cooking and you're cooking for someone else or an entire family and nobody wants to go vegan, but you, that can be an issue. Let's come back to that. So but what if, you know, um, can't, I love walking, but what if you're having issues with your knees or with your hips or anything like that? What advice would you give to someone who wants to get the weight off, but they don't have the mobility? So um, that's when you're going to do upper body workouts. You don't have the lower body things to do. Believe it or not, if you're sitting in your chair and you take a water bottle and you raise it up and down, that's going to create mass on your upper body. And for every pound of muscle you gain, your body requires more energy. So it's going to burn more fuel. And the first thing that is, and most of the time, that's what that is. It's going to be a source of glycogen. It's been stored because our body doesn't know what to do with it. So any kind of movement, I mean, you, 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 you can't move like my, my, um, sorry, my in-laws, he had both knees replaced. I, he lost 10 pounds in a week because I made him eat clean and we took a band and all I made him do is stretch his leg out and in 10 times every morning. Every morning with a band, stretch, put your leg out, put it in like the hokey pokey. You put your leg <laughs> we would, that's what we did. We, right. I made him just move and it was because he didn't move like that, that his body responded and he lost 10 pounds in a week. Clean eating and, and just simple movements. That's amazing. That's amazing. I love that. I love hearing that because, you know, a lot of people, they do have issues and they want to make the change and they can easily get discouraged if they have a bad knee or a bad hip or bad whatever. They're just like, well, what about me? How can I lose weight? Okay. Um, you talked about bands. How are you? Do you like, because um, I like bands. I've been working out with bands um, really I've worked out with them before, but I really have leaned into them now during um, this whole pandemic and working out from home. What do you love about bands versus free weights? So if you're be free weights, form is the issue. Um, because yeah. We're doing it right, but sometimes our angles don't be right because our bodies are all different. So bands are going to be your friend because they're going to help you with that stabilization so like if you can't do a squat I will put you on a band like 
I'm not going to put you on a free weight squat. I'm going to put you on a banded squat because the band's going to give you that time over tension, the resistance, the same as the weight is. But honestly, you're pushing more resistance because you're now resisting your own body. So free weight, I mean, free weights are great, but bands are better because the lack of injury, that's first thing. You can't drop it on yourself. So let's talk about, because a lot of people, I was just talking uh, last night to someone about this quick weight loss uh, solutions when it comes to eating keto diet, different fasts that are out there that people are doing. Um, how do you feel about that? I think it's a great starter for your journey. It teaches you discipline. It teaches you restriction. It teaches you an understanding of somewhat macronutrients because in keto, you have to pay attention to your macronutrients. And real quick, if you don't know what macronutrients is, that's your proteins, your fats, and your carbohydrates. That's what you should get every single day. All of us eat macronutrients every day. Well, keto, you have to like follow the strict macronutrients guide. You have to have 20 grams of carbs a day and like 80, like 80 grams of protein, like um, fat. It, it, it varies based on your body type, but it teaches you discipline with food, right? So in a weight loss journey or any kind of journey, I think it's key to understand that relationship with food when you're losing weight. It's a fine line um, that you have to be really, really careful with when, when any weight loss journey, it could veganism or non-vegan, it's, it's really scary. You can destroy your body and that's, that's not the goal. The goal is to get healthy. Yeah, so I'm not the biggest fan of those, but if we're going to do one and my clients ask me about one, I always refer keto because it helps them understand macronutrients. Intermittent fasting and OMAD, which is the one meal a day, they can work, but depending on where you're at in your weight loss journey, it may cause your metabolism to slow down. That's not what you want. So when you're intermittent fasting and you're not eating enough macronutrients, your body's going to hoard it because it doesn't know where it's going to get the next source of food because it doesn't, it, it, we need food. It, it's, a, it's a fuel. And if it's not used to burning the access fuel, it's looking for more fuel. So it's easier for someone who's morbidly obese to do intermittent fasting and OMAD because they have the stored calories compared to someone who has 50 pounds it may not work as well and it actually can destroy your metabolism because it slows it down. Okay. Got you. Okay. Let's talk about me. Yes, let's talk about you, girl. <laughs> let's talk about me. So I'm, you know, I'm, I'm, I consider myself small frame, right? Mm -hmm. But I, you know, in my life, I have definitely been overweight. Um, but now I'm at a, at a size that I've maintained for, for most of my adulthood. I'm at about a size four, if you will. Mm -hmm. um, but during COVID, I did, even though I, you know, I maintain eating vegan, I did put on some weight, but mainly in my middle, right? That's where mm -hmm. it all is. So if I do, I'm, I'm afraid of getting, I don't want to get smaller. Do you know mm -hmm. what I mean? So I want to lose what's going on in here, in my mm -hmm. back and in the, in my belly, but I don't want to lose any more of my leg. Like, you know what I mean? I don't want to get any smaller. Right. How do you tackle that? So that's when you strength train. I know it sounds crazy, <laughs> but 
that's when you strength train because by adding and sculpting your body with the weights, you're going to reduce the access that around the areas you don't want, gotcha. not realizing it because for every pound of muscle you add, even if it's two pounds, you're going to burn that and body fat. And depending on how your body is, what kind of body type you are, and in your case, when you gain weight, you gain mid first before you gain anywhere else, yeah. it's going to go away there first. Yeah. Oh. That's where it goes. So wherever you gain first is where it goes away. Me, I gain in the bottom part where most women want to gain, but I don't. <laughs> <laughs> it go there first. But I really just, you know, I look at the my body type and realize like in your body type and say, hey, what, what I'll have you do is not what I'm going to do for myself. See, me, when I gain weight, I got to hit the stairs. Why? Because my body puts on muscle mass quickly, but it doesn't burn fat as quickly. So by me doing more cardio, I'm going to hit the areas that I need. In your case, because you're naturally smaller frame, by hitting the weights and increasing your muscle mass, just a little bit, not too much to make you bigger. It's going to burn body fat because muscle requires more fuel. Yeah. Yeah. Because I have an athletic build, you know, I was a mm -hmm. gymnast and a track runner. So it's like, I have like basically no hips, you know what I mean? It's just like, it's just like, you know what I mean? That, that, that kind of uh, athletic frame, that's what mm -hmm. I have. So, you know, I don't mind the toning up. I don't want to bulk up because I just, you know, I just don't, but I have almost like a swimmer's build in that mm -hmm. I have, you know, thicker arms. Nice shoulders, yeah. Yeah, you know what I mean? I have that, but then it's just like, you know, just these legs, child. Ooh, they just so little. I can't take it. <laughs> it's like I wish you could, I wish I could just send my legs out to work out or my, you know what I mean? Or my middle to work out and just, you know, just kind of spot train. But I know you can't spot train when you're trying to lose weight. You just kind of, mm -hmm. it just happens where it, it happens. Yeah, it does what, the body does what it wants to do. Um, yeah. But once you, again, once you learn your body, you can crush it, crush the yeah. goals. You just got to understand it. I'm getting, listen, that was, that was good stuff. Good stuff. Okay. Let's talk about this. Weighing yourself. How often should you A, weigh yourself and measure yourself with measuring tape? Um, monthly. Not every day? No, ma'am. That is obsessive. Okay, listen to why I say it, though. I'm, I'm in between the every two weeks to once a month. Because your body's going to change. And depending on what you eat or don't eat, your body's going to change. Yeah. So let's take an example. If you get on a scale today, and then you get on a scale tomorrow, but tonight you decide that you want to have a Beyond Burger, let's just say that. And you can do it healthy. You can take the butter away. You can have it with broccoli, whatever you want to do. The amount of sodium in that burger is going to be greater, right? So now your body's going to hold on to water. So when you get on the scale the next day, you could be up five pounds. What is that going to do to your mental? It's going to, yeah. it's going to make you be like, I've been doing all this working. Ain't nothing. It's going to be discouraging. So by allowing your body to fluctuate and influctuate every two weeks about once a month. Same thing with measurements. If I'm helping you, let's say you, let's use your body type as an example. Yeah. When we get started together, you're going to see the, the scale go up. I know it sounds crazy. You're going to feel like you're getting, the scale is going to go up. That's why I don't want you to look at it. 
because it's going to go back down once that muscle burns, not replaces. I want to make sure I make that clear. It cannot be replaced. The muscle will burn the excess fat, and then you'll go back down inside. So if we're strength training, and you get on a scale a week after I've strength trained with you all week, you're going to see an increase on the scale. The scale is going to increase. You're going to be devastated. I'm not going back to her. She got me gaining weight. But it's not that kind of weight. It's, it's, it's muscle mass that's going to help you reduce body fat. So once a month or every two weeks. Yeah, got you, got you. Should I be doing cardio though? Because I, I do about a half hour to an hour of that beach body. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm doing like an like eight a day where every day it's something different. And then you have a rest day in there. Um, mm-hmm. And I like that, but I'm wondering, like, should I be doing cardio? Should no. I be running? No? Mm-mm. Based on your body type, it's not necessary for you to run or do a lot of cardio. Um, a mild amount of walking. You could do once a week a full cardio day. Let's say you want to walk three or four miles. But because you're naturally athletic build, I wouldn't overly, especially, and you're not trying to get smaller, I wouldn't do a lot of cardio. Um, a moderate amount once a week, 30 minutes, yeah. Yeah, yeah, that's that's good to hear because that sounds about right. How important do you think it is to have an accountability partner, no matter where you are in your journey to lose weight? Huge. I yeah. think it's very important. Why? Because when you're having a bad day, you go, hey, girl, I want this whatever it is, or this is how I feel. And we all need that. I mean, I'm a trainer. I've, I've been training. I've been doing this for a while. And I have somebody like that. I'll call me like, I had clients all day. I'm tired. I don't want to do nothing. And they like, you got goals. Remember, you got goals. Yeah. So accountability part. And so- Oh, wait. All my clients want to call me right now. <laughs> oh, them I had a podcast. <laughs> Sorry. But yeah. <laughs> Um, all having someone with you by your side while you're going through that is phenomenal because every both of you are gonna you're gonna have a bad day they're gonna have a bad day you're gonna have great days you're gonna have a great day we have all we all are gonna have those and then we have those days where we aren't doing so great and to have someone look over and be like hey I'm not doing that great today and for them to be like, remember what we're here for. Yeah. You need that. Yeah, I, I agree with that. What about, people can, can your body get in a rut, in a workout rut? If you're mm-hmm. doing the same thing every day, do your muscles, does your body adapt? And then it's, I mean, how often should you change up? Every six weeks. Every what? Every six weeks. Really? Six to eight weeks. At the maximum 90 days as a program should be ran. Um, but because our, the human body is adaptable, we adapt to all things, you have to change it. I don't care if you just change how fast you do it. I don't care if you take the workout you normally end with and put it in the beginning. You have to switch it up because your body becomes accustomed to it. And it's not going to work. It's going to plateau. That's the word for a stall when your body stalls out in the fitness. You're going to plateau. Yeah. I've, I've plateaued for like six months. I, I, you, it's going to plateau because you do the same thing. Your body's like, oh, I got this. This is easy. You got to be like, no, wait. Let's switch it up. Let's add something. Let's slow something down. Let's take something away. So 
So I say every six to eight weeks, excuse me, at the maximum 90 days. If you're doing this workout plan for a year, I'm pretty sure six months in, you ain't going to see no more results. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I got you. Let's talk about, okay, because for you, um, you lost a lot of weight. Let's talk about toning as you're losing weight. Um, at what point should you be concerned about toning up if your primary goal is to get off a lot of weight? Um, probably when you hit the 50 pound mark. Um, okay. I feel like that's a great start because your skin is still has the same elasticity. It hasn't, it's, it's not that much, especially depending on how much weight it is. Let's refresh. So if you're morbidly obese, 50 pounds. If you're not, if you're just overweight, maybe like 10 or 15, um, because the body is different. So what happens is if you're morbidly obese and you start to lose weight and you don't strim train, you're going to have skin a lot of it, a lot, a lot of skin because there's nothing to replace it. And cardio is going to take away muscle mass. Um, if you're smaller, overweight, and you need to lose like 50 pounds, um, you want to do it as early as possible because you're going to get to that point of skin elasticity a lot quicker. So you want to start training earlier. Um, so strength training is going to be, you want to start toning when you lose a good amount of weight. So 50 pounds for somebody morbidly obese, about 10 to 15 pounds for someone who's just overweight. Okay. I like that. I like that. Um, and for those, how many times a week for those who are trying to lose weight, should they be working out? In the beginning, uh, three to three, two to three days, okay. um, just to get the body used to it. Um, and then you can go into multiple days. My suggestion for people in the beginning is to do two days on, a day off, and two days back on. Oh, and like then you'll that. have two days completely off. So it's every two days. So two days on, a day off, two days on, two days off. So three days a week, you're not doing nothing. Two days a week, you're doing something. Just switch it up. Well, I like that. I like that. And how many times should we be eating? Should we be eating three meals a day? Five small meals a day. What what say you on that? Um, again, it depends on what we're trying to do. So in your case, I would have you eating five meals a day. Um, in my case, I eat seven to eight meals a day, but I'm what? putting on muscle. <laughs> I'm Why? putting on muscle. <laughs> I'm increasing my muscle mass. Um, so I'm putting on muscle. So I require more fuel because I'm trying to build muscle mass. Now, is it Bad stuff, no. I'm eating like walnuts and three regular four snacks. Snacks. <laughs> um, but it's nuts and berries. It's not really it's really nothing. But yeah, it depends on what your goal are, what your goal is. Um, if you're a larger person and you're trying to lose weight, I would suggest still five to six meals. Why? Because they're smaller in portion and then it doesn't overly drop from make your metabolism decrease because by going to one meal or having 300 calories for three meals that's under eating and now you're gonna almost starve yourself yeah 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 okay okay well, I like that this is you really know your stuff ma'am as I knew you would as I knew you would <laughs> I did want to go back to what you were saying because I feel for a lot of people who may make up their minds and say you know what I'm gonna do this 
the household that they may be in may prevent them from doing it, right? Either they have a spouse or a partner that's not, uh, that they don't have the same goals or they're the main person that's cooking. So, you know, it's hard to cook for two different, you to cook for yourself if you're vegan and cook for everybody else. So what advice would you give for someone who's dealing with that if they were your client? Meal prep. Mm. Meal prep. Why? Because your food is already done. And honestly, vegan food sometimes take a little bit more work yes. than non-vegan food. Um, but, I mean, let's rephrase this. Whole foods, vegan whole foods take longer because yes. you have to process them. I mean, make them yourself. Um, but meal prepping. If it's really something you want to do, meal prep. In the beginning of my journey, my husband ate meat the whole entire time until like a year in and I was like you know what I'm not doing this I'm not cooking twice you're gonna eat this too because I'm not you're not doing it but my kids still ate regular I didn't I didn't automatically make them plant vegan until they they told me I want to be vegan so just or trying so we can do a meatless Monday where everybody eats vegan they don't have to know that it's not real meat right. in the beginning yeah. you know they don't have to know you can do it once and then slowly incorporate it if you try not to cook two meals but in the beginning i just meal prep your own food make sure you make it on sunday you eat it all week then you make more food again yeah it's yeah that's the way to go i agree i gotta get into meal prep uh, well Corey, i have enjoyed this so much you are a uh, you're a breath of fresh air. You have so much great information. I have really enjoyed this so much. So thank you for being on the Vegan Sexy Cool podcast. Thank you. I had a great time. Hey guys, thank you so much for tuning in. I know you got some helpful tips. I know you did. I know I did. I think the most important point um, from this is that we can all do something to improve our health. We just have to decide to start, right? It's it's all mental. Um, let me know what you learned in this episode or just leave me a comment letting me know if you liked it um, and what else you'd like to hear about um, when it comes to fitness, particularly on a vegan diet. Leave me a comment and be sure to subscribe so you'll get a notification when we post new episodes. Also, follow us on social media at Vegan Sexy Cool and then visit our website, vegansexycool.com. All kinds of great stuff going on on social media and on the website. Um, so check those things out and let me know what you think. Until next time, everybody, stay safe and stay sane. Bye.